1: The promising news tonight from Johnson & Johnson. Its one-dose coronavirus vaccine is 85% effective against severe disease. But how does it stack up against the new variants? The Johnson & Johnson shot is on the path to emergency approval, potentially adding a third vaccine to the U.S. arsenal. When can Americans get it? And how does it compare to the vaccines already available? What you need to know. Plus, the vaccine disparity. But people of color are getting far fewer shots than white Americans, despite having a higher death rate. A wake-up call. Dr. Anthony Fauci says we'll continue to see new variants. Could the mutations force President Biden to break his promise of opening schools in his first 100 days? FBI manhunt intensifies. Tonight, the reward for help finding the person who planted pipe bombs near the Capitol has doubled. Winter Wallop, the deadly storm system that wiped out part of a California highway heads east, bringing bitter cold and heavy snow. Remembering Cicely Tyson, a trailblazer, what the legend told Gail King in one of her final interviews. Stock market tumbles, the GameStop trading frenzy continues. And On the Road, why these two friends never miss their weekly walk and high five. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin with a big breakthrough in the fight against coronavirus, but one that comes with a dire warning about how quickly the virus is evolving. Tonight, Johnson & Johnson says the vaccine it's developing is about 66% effective at blocking COVID and as much as 85% effective at stopping people from getting seriously ill or dying. The company plans to apply for emergency approval as early as next week. And that is welcome news because the new vaccine only requires one shot, making it much easy, easier to distribute. But production delays mean it will still take months before it's widely available here. And scientists are also worried because the new vaccine is less effective at fighting that highly contagious South African variant of the virus that was just found here in the U.S. Well, tonight, the president's top medical advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci, says that should be a wake-up call to all Americans, warning that the virus will continue to mutate, finding new ways to become more contagious and dangerous. Fauci says the only way to stop that from happening is to get more people vaccinated and quickly. But as we come on the air, states say they still don't have enough doses to speed up the rollout. And if those new variants start spreading faster than people can get vaccinated, tonight one model projects another 200,000 Americans will die over the next three months. So we have a lot of news to get to on this Friday night. Our team is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Mola Lenghi is going to lead off our coverage from New York City. Good evening, Mola.
3: Well, good evening, Nora. Today's announcement would give the U.S. a third vaccine in its ongoing fight against COVID-19. But that promising news does come with some concerns. Tonight, Johnson & Johnson's single-shot COVID vaccine is injecting more hope in the race to vaccinate America. I think there's no question
4: that this vaccine is going to be a game changer.
3: Data from the U.S. trial of Johnson & Johnson's vaccine shows 72% efficacy against moderate and severe infection and 85% efficacy in preventing serious symptoms in global trials. It either will stop you from having COVID, or if you have COVID, it has a much milder course, and it'll stop you from needing to worry about ever getting so sick that you have to go to the hospital or die. But there are concerns tonight over Johnson & Johnson's less than 60% efficacy in South Africa. That variant is now in the U.S. This is a wake-up call that we will continue to see the evolution of mutants. So we, that means that we will have to be nimble to be able to just adjust readily to make versions of the vaccine. The struggle to get the vaccine into the arms of Americans continues nationwide tonight. In West Virginia, pharmacist Krista Capehart says some government-issued syringes are not able to pull all available doses from Moderna's vials.
0: The syringes that we're receiving are going to impact um, the number of doses you're able to get out of those supplies, no matter the skill and the education and and the ability of your health care providers
3: according to federal officials, at least seven states have given the first dose of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines to more than 10 percent of their adult populations. Meanwhile, an update tonight on the New York attorney general's report that New York state undercounted nursing home deaths during the pandemic. The White House saying the Justice Department will decide if Governor Andrew Cuomo should be investigated for his administration's role.
5: Look, whether a person died in a hospital or died in a nursing home, it's the people died. Everyone did the best they could.
3: Well, tonight, Johnson and Johnson tell CBS News it'll deliver just 2 million doses of vaccine once they get that emergency use authorization. But the company still plans to supply 100 million doses to the U.S. by the end of June. And also tonight, Dr. Anthony Fauci says that children may be able to start getting vaccinated by the end of spring early summer nora
1: and that's really interesting molalengi thank you well tonight we're putting a spotlight on a striking pattern of racial disparity among those getting covid shots here in america data from the 23 states that report covid vaccinations by race and ethnicity show communities hardest hit by the virus are falling far behind in vaccinations cbs's adriana diaz continues our series vaccinating america
6: mm-hmm. Blacks and Latinos are more likely to die from COVID, but less likely to be vaccinated. Early vaccination data shows that Black Americans lag significantly behind white Americans. Take Maryland, where 63% of doses have gone to whites and 15% to Blacks, though they make up 31% of the population. In Texas, partial data shows that 9% of vaccine recipients are Hispanic, though Hispanics are nearly 40% of the state's population. I do (laughs) not feel that we... In Southeast Austin, have the same access to the vaccine. A disparity Austin City Councilwoman Vanessa Fuentes sees in her mostly Latino district. We don't have the traditional infrastructure of hospitals and pharmacies. In addition to less access, vaccine hesitancy is another barrier. Even in healthcare settings, where 37 percent of workers either want to wait and see or definitely not get the vaccine. And black Americans are most hesitant. Rhonda Jones is a registered nurse. What are your thoughts on the vaccine? I say no. It came out just a little bit too fast for me. She works at Chicago's New Roseland Community Hospital, where 73% of staff have declined the vaccine so far, despite the hospital's outreach efforts. Some people might be surprised to learn that you, someone in the medical
1: field, don't want to take the vaccine right now. Well, I would say that's just me being a good nurse. You have to learn a little bit about it before you do it.
6: She wants to wait and see. Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Chicago.
1: Well, the FBI manhunt is intensifying for the person who planted pipe bombs near the Capitol. There are new clues, new video and a new reward tonight as investigators reveal when they believe the bombs were dropped off. We get more now from CBS's Jeff Pegues.
5: New video tonight of the suspect investigators believe planted the pipe bombs the night before the attack on the Capitol. There's now a reward of $100,000 for the person seen in a gray hood, face mask, and gloves, plus Nike Air Maxes. The suspect is seen carrying a backpack, likely concealing the bombs that investigators say he placed outside the RNC and DNC headquarters, just blocks from the Capitol. The devices would be discovered the next day, January 6th, drawing police resources away from the attack. Newly released body camera video shows the mob swarming police officers, buried underneath this 34-year-old Roseanne Boylan from Georgia. Save her! You can hear the pleas from her friend as he watched Boylan die. In all, five people died that day, and the number of arrests continues to rise. Montana brothers Joshua and Jared Hughes have been charged. They were part of the mob that confronted Officer Eugene Goodman on the second floor of the Capitol. The so-called QAnon shaman, who appeared shirtless and wearing horns during the siege, fled not guilty in federal court today. And tonight, there is increased security around members of Congress. CBS News has learned that there is a new system in place that allows them to share their travel plans with police because there have been so many threats to their safety. Nora.
1: Jeff Pegues, thank you. Well, tonight, President Biden is calling on Congress to quickly pass his nearly $2 trillion COVID relief bill, even if it means congressional Democrats will have to do it without any Republican support. CBS's Nancy Cordes reports tonight from the White House.
0: President, well. President Biden and his new Treasury Secretary made another pitch today for a big COVID relief bill.
7: We have to act
0: now. New figures show the pandemic made 2020 the U.S. economy's worst year since
1: 1946. Mr.
0: the
7: Johnson and Johnson results. I saw news reported this morning I haven't had a chance to speak with Dr. Fauci.
0: Dr. Anthony Fauci, the president's chief medical advisor, sounded skeptical about a key Biden aim to reopen all K-8 schools within 100 days.
7: That may not happen because there may be mitigating circumstances.
0: Those circumstances include new, more contagious strains of COVID-19. Given that, is the president going to adjust his goal of trying to get all these schools reopened in 100 days? Obviously, he's not going to do uh, anything that is not safe and doesn't keep teachers, students uh, and our our school districts safe. The White House argues kids could get back to classrooms faster if Congress passes its $1.9 trillion bill, which includes $130 billion to reopen schools but republicans oppose the steep price tag so democrats may try to push it through on their own starting next week i support
7: passing covid relief with support from republicans if we can get it but the covid relief has to pass there's no ifs ands or buts
0: Many school officials say the real key to reopening is vaccinating teachers so they feel safe to return. But when it comes to boosting supply of the vaccine, especially within the next few months, there are still no easy answers, Nora.
1: Nancy Cordes, thank you. Tonight, 100 million Americans are in the path of a major winter storm that could leave cities in the east under a foot of snow. The same deadly storm system that wiped out part of California's historic Highway 1 in a mudslide. Look at this. Well, that storm, it's now barreling across the country. And CBS's Lonnie Quinn is tracking its every move. Excited to talk to you, Lonnie. Tell us where this storm is going.
7: Okay, well, it is. It's that storm in California that's pushing to the east. But, Nora, it all begins. In California, Mammoth Lakes, this week alone, has picked up nine and a half feet of snow. That storm pushes to the east by tomorrow. It's snowing anywhere from Minneapolis to Columbus, Ohio. By the time you get to Sunday, it's the Ohio Valley all the way down to Washington, D.C. And then what is going to be key with this storm will be what happens Monday. That low-pressure system gets offshore. It's weakened, but now it combines with a secondary low-pressure system and all like the big East Coast cities are picking up the snow. I put together a list of major cities that will be affected by this. Look at this, Nora. Indianapolis, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, New York. They all have a chance to see 6 to 9 inches of snow. Probably the biggest snow bucket winner will be the Mountains in West Virginia, maybe a foot and a half there, but uh, it, winter is, uh, I and mean, then it's freezing out here in New York City today with this wind chill as well, but winter is here, Nora.
1: No doubt. That's why the supermarkets were crowded today, anticipating that big snow. All right, Lonnie Quinn, thank you. College basketball suffered a big loss today. Hall of Fame coach John Cheney died after a short illness. Cheney was known for battling for his players on the court and for battling racism off it. A two-time coach of the year, he took Temple to the NCAA tournament 17 times. John Cheney was 89 years old. And tonight, the tributes are pouring in for actress and civil rights icon Cicely Tyson, who passed away peacefully overnight. CBS's Gail King sat down with Tyson for one of her last interviews, discussing her new memoir, Just As I Am, which is how she wanted the world to see her. She was a
8: trailblazer, whose vivid portrayals of resilient black women left an enduring mark. It's Nathan. Nathan! From her Oscar-nominated performance as a sharecropper's wife in Sounder, to her Emmy Award-winning role as a centenarian in the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. Cicely Tyson shattered racial stereotypes in an extraordinary career that spanned seven decades. Everything seemed to work out today. I could not afford the luxury of just being an actress and that I would use my career as my platform. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. Namely, you want black people to be seen as human beings. That's right. Regal in her appearance, Tyson embodied women of great dignity, thriving under great pressure. I said one day I'm going to sit in the front row of the Oscar Awards. It was a remarkable career that earned her the nation's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I had no idea that I would touch anybody. When the time comes, what do you want us to remember about you? I've done my best.
1: Cicely Tyson was 96 years old. She once said, I'm the dreamer of audacious dreams. No one could have dreamed a life like that. The Dow Jones average closed down more than 600 points today, its worst week since October. But amid a trading frenzy, GameStop... Was up nearly 68%. Small investors sharing information on the website Reddit are behind the stock's meteoric rise, while hedge funds have lost billions. Well, tonight the SEC is warning investors they could suffer severe losses trying to game the market. Well, we saw something today we haven't seen in a while a tennis match packed with thousands of fans, few wearing masks. Serena Williams beat Naomi Osaka in a warm up for the Australian Open. Australia seems to be winning its fight against the coronavirus, with no new cases reported in 12 days they have strict quarantine rules there you want to see what true friendship looks like cbs's steve hartman takes us to nashville for tonight's on the road
2: every week andy Gullihorn goes for a walk and every week about a mile and a half away his friend gabe scott does the same thing at the same time they walk toward each other and when they meet it's the weirdest thing you see that? Clap, snap, high-five. Then, often, they simply walk home. The whole exercise, their way of saying hi. You realize people have telephones, and you can just call your
7: buddy. You're right, we should have been doing that this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, up the phone is great, but I've got a friend who literally will walk through the rain and the snow just to give me a high-five, and I wish everybody could feel that feeling.
2: Andy and Gabe are musicians in Nashville. They met at a concert in 2000 and became friends. They got together on occasion, but not as often as they would have liked. So they invented this bit of silliness seven years ago as a way of guaranteeing they see each other at least once a week. So this is the high-five journal. Andy has a log of every encounter, including the one that was nearly their last. It was high-five number 312. Gabe was hospitalized with a severe form of encephalitis, it caused his brain to swell and robbed him of his past. I pretty much forgot my life. Your whole life? Yeah. And that's when his buddy Andy, now a virtual stranger, came to visit.
7: said, well, Gabe, this is going to sound really weird, but I need you to do something for me. Give me a high five. And he was like,
4: okay. When the moment happened, my body just did what it's been doing for years. <laughs> Clap, snap, high five.
2: That was in September. Since then, a lot of his memories have returned, but few more cherished than this silly tradition, which doesn't seem quite so silly anymore. It's really special to have, something, have a memory of something, to have
5: something that's this consistent in my life, that means this much.
2: Andy even wrote a song about their ritual.
5: So take a walk with me
7: on Monday morning.
2: It's a reminder that going out of your way for someone is still the straightest path to an everlasting friendship. Knowing small things matter, it's really no small thing. Steve Hartman, CBS News, On the Road.
1: That's something you never forget, a true friendship. Next week on the CBS Evening News, we begin a special series, Women and the Pandemic, focusing on COVID-19's toll on women and answering your questions on the vaccine and pregnancy. If you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I hope you had a good week. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Have a nice weekend. We'll see you right back here on Monday. Good night.
4: If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin' Podcast Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Each week on The Mr. Ballin' Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them. But after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin' Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.